Evan Rodriguez scored a goal yesterday. This is a good thing. No sarcasm, nothing snotty here. It's a good thing. But it's nowhere near enough from this bottom six. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Hurricanes 4, Penguins 3. It wasn't that close. It wasn't that interesting. Tristan Jari made 26 saves, which doesn't sound all that great, except that when you consider that 12 of them were on high-danger chances and five of them were on either clean or partial breaks, this was not good. Not for anyone involved other than Jari. And as such, I'm going to renew my call, this time with maybe a little extra emphasis for Mike Sullivan and the management team to take another look, or first look, at other people who might be able to help the Penguins not to get out of this, not out of anything that's current, not out of, you know, facing the devils on Thursday night or something that's right in your face. I'm talking about just expanding the depth of the current lineup slash roster. I don't think that's an unreasonable or irrational or, for that matter, rash ask. I really don't. Because when you get right down to it, and a couple of the Penguins players echoed this themselves yesterday after the game, this battle for first place or the positioning in the standings and seeding, no one cares about that. They don't care about that. They don't talk about it amongst themselves. There's one goal that every NHL team has out of any regular season, and that's to make the tournament. That is it. Unless you're some kind of franchise that's never won a thing, that has no pennants hanging up, you don't care about division titles. The Penguins have always treated division titles as an afterthought. They won a division title last year. They didn't care. No one cared. They were out in the first round. Do you think anybody's celebrating that thing? No. No one cares. The dirty little secret here is that all four of the teams in the Metro, and actually all eight of the teams in the Eastern Conference, are known. Everyone knows who's going to make the playoffs right now. I can't recall any chasm like this between the participants and the non-participants this early in a regular season. Not since they've been utilizing this format. Everyone knows who's in. Everyone knows who's out. So what matters the most, the remainder of the way, and there's a lot of hockey in that remainder, is to get better. Is to keep loading up, to keep finding ways to improve. And some of that can involve personnel, even when it appears that your personnel are set. There's no reason whatsoever 
that the bottom six currently being sent over the boards should be considered sacred by Sullivan or by management. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'll repeat that I'm happy for Rodriguez. You could see the relief that he expressed through his celebration when he got down low with his elbows against his knees and shook both of his fists. It was a release for him. He talked about it afterward. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you try not to think about it when, when the puck's not going in for you, and you just, you know, try to almost shoot your way through it and, um, you know, try to stay confident and positive uh, throughout it. But it was obviously nice to see that one go in today and, um, you know, hopefully build from there. And that's good. Good for him, better for the team. This team is much healthier. And I mean that from the performance standpoint, when it has a legitimate number three center as a threat. And Rodriguez, as Sullivan would point out himself later, actually looked a whole lot more comfortable through the whole game well before that one-timer on the power play. Hey, wonderful. Keep him out there. You need to see if you can get back the 15 goals in 37 games form that he showed you earlier. There is no one else in that bottom six that falls into this category where he's already shown you something this season and deserves to be seen even more than they already have. Please note that I am exempting Brock McGinn from this, and I am doing so passionately. McGinn's bounced up and down between the second and third line lately, so I'm not even labeling him bottom six. He's been very, very good in all facets. But tell me, please, what makes Zach Aston Reese sacred in this lineup? One goal all season long. What makes Dominic Simone sacred? He's got three goals, but, you know, Take this from someone who's been a Dom backer for a while. He's not getting it done. He's not creating. And even if he is, he can be sat for a while while the team looks at someone else. Aston Reese can be sat for a while while the team looks at someone else. Brian Boyle was signed to a tryout contract for the very purpose of being sat while the team looked at someone else. It is to his credit that he's been as reliable as he has, but let's not push it. He could be sat. Who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Kasperi Kapanen is achieving nothing. Zach Aston Reese has two points over his past 13 games. Kasperi Kapanen has less than that. That's all you need to know. Sure, over the past couple of games, Kapanen's been more north-south 
and I really should just limit that to North. He only had one of those awful pull-ups, pirouettes, whatever you want to call them, yesterday. But he's not making anything happen. He could sit. Actually, he, more than any of them, might benefit from sitting and watching. Now, what's the pot of gold at the other end? There probably isn't one. Zahorna has had only eight games, and he had a recent opportunity with a string of games and didn't blow me away. But I also see some of the stuff that he does in skates and practices, and there's real talent there. There's potential there. And it's not the kind that's going to show up in eight NHL games. Let's see what he's got. Drew O'Connor needs to get back in the lineup. He's not on injured reserve anymore, by the way. He's skating, practicing, and everything. He's ready to go. I'll be both surprised and disappointed if he, in particular, isn't back out there in the very next game Thursday night against the Devils. Alex Nylander, who was acquired from the Blackhawks in the Sam Lafferty trade, has been Probably Wilkes-Barre Scranton's best performer of late. Certainly been their most prolific. Worth a look. Why not? He's been in the NHL. Let's see. Let's see. And for that matter, Valtteri Pustinen, who's Wilkes-Barre Scranton's leading scorer, was just up briefly, didn't actually dress for a game, but he was with the team on a road trip. You know, let's see it. Let's see it. I'm not being weird here. I'm not suggesting that any of these individuals is the answer or that they're all some uh, dead certainty to succeed. I do feel pretty strongly about O'Connor, not as much about the rest. But what sense would it make not at least seeing what you've got at the NHL level before Teddy Bluger and Jason Zucker come back and before the games get really important. Do this now. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, The Penguins are a very good team, but clearly not a cup contender as currently constructed. Does Ron Hextall have the cap space, the players, and the moxie to pull off the trades needed to turn them into one? Well, I'm not going to agree, Mike, that they're not a cup contender as currently constructed. That's your view, and you're entitled to it. We also just witnessed a 35-game stretch from this same hockey team that matched the best 35-game stretch in franchise history. 
So I have a hard time saying they're not a contender. I do agree with you that a move or two might help things. But here again, revisiting my subject from the opening segment, let's see what's in-house first. Look at it this way. Did we all not agree at season's outset that the two glaring needs were additional right-handed defense and a backup goaltender? As the season has gone along, Chad Ruedel has solidified himself, even got himself a nice two-year extension over the weekend. And yet, you're one injury away on that side from relying on Mark Friedman. So that still applies. At least I think so. Backup goaltender, I've made really clear without trying to be mean-spirited about it, that I don't believe in Casey DeSmith. I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to being proven wrong. And I really liked what I saw of Louis Domingue for the one game he played. There's still time for Domingue to heal and for DeSmith to impress, so it doesn't feel like there's any great urgency to make a move for a goaltending depth way in advance of the deadline. What's left? Well, it's kind of what we're seeing now and what we're discussing more and more now, and that's up front. Look, through half the season, I don't think there's a soul that saw this forward group from the first line through the mythical fifth line that said, wow, we need to go out and get some more, need to go get some more. That was back when Rodriguez was scoring and Bluger was healthy and Danton Heinen was part of the bottom six mix and things looked a whole lot different. Fact is, you're going to need five lines of depth to win a cup because of injuries, because of fatigue. And it's beginning to look like some of that's in question. I happen to believe that Teddy's return alone, when it happens, and he's back to skating, by the way, will make a huge difference. He's just such a glue guy. He makes a lot of things make more sense when he's in the lineup. I think you know what I mean when I say that. He's just, everything fits better when Teddy's out there. Not least of which is having a real checking line to go against the kind of trio that Carolina sent out against the Penguins yesterday. Boy, were those guys good. All of them, too. Voteravine and Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov. So good. So good. Checking line doesn't hurt. But before we start getting into does Hextall have the moxie or is he going to be a deadline wizard like Jim Rutherford sometimes was, but also sometimes wasn't, remembering Derek Broussard and, and other misadventures, before we get into any of that kind of stuff, let's see what's here. And that is, by the way, Hextall's MO. It's always been that. It's been to exhaust whatever's in front of him, meaning within the organization. So let's see it. You know what? Today is a day off for the players, for the team. Tuesday is a practice. Wednesday is a practice. Thursday is a game against New Jersey, a team that they should be able to beat 
really handily, okay? That's not to say it'll be a cakewalk or whatever, but that's a game that you should be able to chalk up in the W column. This is a nice time to do something like this. Get on the horn with J.D. Forrest and Wilkesbury. Get his input. Talk to your scouts. Talk to your evaluators. Get your head coach involved. Make sure it's understood what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it, so everyone's on the same page, and get it done. Because these guys that are going out there night after night after night with all these eggs aren't getting it done. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.